You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Guten Morgen. How are you doing? I'm doing well, as far as I know. Oh, there we go. There it is. There we go. Thank There's you. There's the thing. I said it. Thank Nobody you for said it. coming through, Josiah. I try my best to do that for the people. For the people? Well, you know what? I No one asked for this. I'm ready for it anyway. We're talking before recording about coffee oh, we well yeah there's <laughs> that but you know like cultural cultural yes. things things or things or that are perhaps wrongly attached to culture i don't know what i'm trying to say is i don't like french toast you don't I'm gonna, like I'm french gonna toast split the listener base over this right out of the gate i don't i don't like french toast. It's, why it's, don't it, you like french toast hold on, okay see i like toast and i like eggs but i don't like egg sopped bread <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i love eggs i eat eggs almost every day but I don't understand, because it's not, I feel like French toast, to say that it is egg-sopped bread. Because it is. Is the same kind of cultural offense <laughs> that, like, <laughs> you're like, oh, people call it, you know, whatever. I was trying to think of an example, and now I'm actually failing. But because you do indeed sop. Yeah, you do. The bread I in mean, eggs. It's a step. But then you, you. You fry it up. You fry it up. You fry mm. it up so that it is solid. It is not soppy bread anymore. It is so, It is French toast. And then you put some, maybe some butter on there a little bit of special syrup and you eat it i don't think i want syrup on eggs either but it's you know it's actually surprising because you're the one who doesn't i mean i don't like food to touch either right i'm not going to be like josiah doesn't like as i don't like it either <laughs> but between the two of us i feel like you're more keenly aware of those things and you're like yeah put syrup on the eggs yeah because french toast in my mental food catalog of rules is, is one item yeah it's one unit yes interesting now if i just had soppy bread like just normal <laughs> bread and then i was sopping it up with like a leftover egg yolk on my plate uh, well no that is that would strike me as gross but no, it has to be toast it's different yes now toast so, but see okay that's what i'm like so you will do toast and sop it up well in the eggs. I, I use toast as a, a vehicle for the egg Yes. You know what I mean? I put it on like it's like it's it's almost like um it's like chips it's and like, salsa. Yeah, I was gonna say oh my word, I was gonna say it's like breakfast salsa. <laughs> you just put it all you put the egg on the toast, exactly like salsa. Oh, I'm glad we had that moment. That was yes, good. That was a good moment. I am I am a shock it's that good you for don't me like anyway. <laughs> French toast. No, I never did. And I will You know, I did like those absolutely cheap frozen like cinnamon sugar sticks that they called french toast sticks those are good that's literally they're literally just cinnamon sugar sticks that's all they are <laughs> and they're delicious yeah also french toast cereal Fre- no you've no, never had no, no? no get out of here cinnamon toast crunch thank you it's the only way french toast french you're toast talking crunch. about the ones that look like little pieces of toast yes french no, toast crunch the abomination be... toast my... or... <laughs> this french toast crunch might be my number one or number two cereal that is a that's bl- i love blasphemous to french me toast crunch and you say this is someone you love waffles i adore you celebrate waffles. there is a day called waffle dog yeah it's my favorite day which you celebrate it is like the highest holy day in your calendar <laughs> how is that connected because it's it's a breakfast food that you douse in syrup oh yeah that's good but i just i can't understand the disconnect <laughs> that's my problem i guess uh. <laughs> So I can't understand the disconnect of why I can't hang on to my iPad. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sweating. Well, now that we've had this very important spiritual conversation about yeah. food, and you know what? Let no one pass judgment on you in regards to food, as St. Paul said, right? Yeah. You know, you know I, I'll, uh, I'll abstain from French toast, and you can- you <laughs> I will can, eat it to my heart's content. Uh, More for me. More French toast and, for me. Yeah. There's ever a French toast famine. I know that if Ethan and I are stuck together, <laughs> I will be okay. <laughs> oh. Well, all of that being said, it's yeah. time to- 
press on through what you came here for, Mm -hmm. which is the next article of the Apostles' Creed. Here it is. Here's the next article. I will just read it. Jesus ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. These really don't like to elaborate, do they? No, they are very... Succinct. Very succinct, very straightforward. They just, they say what they mean and they mean what they say. So this article, I think, is much like Christ's descent to the dead in that it's one of the most... I think, tragically overlooked truths of our faith. Yeah. Uh, and it has some massive implications for us today, as do all the truths of the faith, okay? I'll qualify that. Sure. They they all do. But this one, it's got some doozies, you know? <laughs> well, why do you, why do you think this is overlooked? Because I feel like people might skim over the whole, you know, the descent thing, because mm-hmm. it could be uncomfortable to think about that, or maybe hard to really understand, like, ooh, why is Jesus in the realm of the dead? Yeah, what's yeah. going on there? What does that mean about, you know, my faith or something? Um <laughs> But, I mean, I love it. I think it's fascinating. But this, right, this, one would think it offers, like, hope or security or something that we would we would love to remind ourselves of. Mm-hmm. So why why miss out on this? Yeah, and I actually think the closest answer to that question has more to do with the actual nature of the ascension and what that means for the here and now. And let me elaborate on this. So I think a lot of Christians are well acquainted with the fact Jesus rose from the dead and that he's coming back one day, right? Jesus, he rose from the dead, he's going to return one day. But then everything in between is kind of lost. Like you get really hyper-focused. I talked to a lot of Christians, hyper-focused on say like, well, Jesus is coming back soon, so you better get ready. Right. And all the while I'm thinking, Jesus is on the throne right now, so you better get ready. Like, you know what I mean? Like you've Mm. lost that aspect of it. Christians, I think, tend to get so future-oriented with the return of Christ. It becomes like tunnel vision. Yes. And instead of thinking, oh, Christ ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father right now, they've just lost sight of that, that Uh. reality. That's what I think. I mean, when I say it's overlooked. Yeah. Because it's as if it's as if they think Christ has now become a distant deity. Like they would never actually say that, right? No one's like, Do you think Christ is a distant deity? They'd be like, Heavens no. <laughs> but the way that a lot of them end up talking about it actually reveals I think that's how they might think about it. Like he's, without realizing like he's it. stuck in the entry tunnel of the football stadium. Yes, yes, that's so good. Yeah. It's just all this time waiting, walking through the tunnel and eventually he'll appear. Yes, yes, exactly. When it's like, no, that's not the way it works <laughs> at all. So on the positive side of that, what is being described in in this article with the Senate in heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, the event that took place is probably on some level familiar to most Christians, right? Yeah, yeah. We read in Acts 1-9, and when Jesus had said these things, and he'd finished teaching the disciples after those 40 days, as the disciples were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. So after Jesus' resurrection, like I said, he spent 40 days with the disciples, eating with them, teaching them, and generally demonstrating, hey, I'm alive. I have a real yet glorified and different from yours <laughs> body but like it's really flesh it's really bone you can touch it all these things yeah very real but but it also doesn't end there right because the ascension is like super dramatic like it's it's like yeah he is being lifted up into a cloud and the clouds all throughout scripture typically especially in a context like that are symbolic of like the presence of god this holiness and then of course if you remember the angels show up afterwards because the apostles end up staring into heaven you would be dumbfounded dumbfounded yeah they're like just, you know, you can't see my face right now because this is an auditory <laughs> format, but, you know, just kind of like looking up in the space, yeah. probably mouths open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just like, what the heck? And then these angels show up and they're like, hey, like, why are you staring? Like, he's going to come back the same way he came. <laughs> oh, and then what yeah. really freaks me, not freaks me out, what kind of cracks me up about that is that 
the disciples hear that, they see these angels, and normally people are freaked out by angels. Yeah. But the angels say this thing, and the disciples are like, oh, yeah. And then they just go back to Jerusalem. Like, I mean, they did just witness <laughs> yeah, the ascension. Like, yeah, so it's like, at this true. point, the scale like, is like, oh, because yeah, these like, are just oh, angels. Yeah, angels. Oh, just the angels. <laughs> just Gabriel and Michael again. Oh. What are these boys up to? So, yeah, of course, what that means is Jesus was not to physically remain on the earth. In fact, you remember the Gospel of John. He said, it is for your benefit that I go back, which is not another thing we tend to think about. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know I catch myself sometimes thinking, I just wish Jesus was physically sitting with me or here with me, you know, but Jesus himself said, it's better for you right now that I do this because when I ascend into heaven, the father will send the helper, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, Mm. and he will teach you all the things that I have taught you and he will reveal things from me to you, all these things. That's very good. And you ever think about the fact Jesus was physically limited to one time in one place and he was human in that regard, right? Just because he's fully God doesn't negate the fact that he's fully human and Jesus can only be in one place at one time. The Holy Spirit does not have those constrictions. Exactly. Um, so, again, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because the Holy Spirit gets his own article, so we'll oh, of course. later. Yes. Should so not be surprised. That. But I think another thing that I'll sometimes um, overhear in conversations with folks is like, hey, I went to like, so like, what happened, you know, when Jesus ascended back into heaven or what's going on there now? And the book of Daniel actually tells us pretty much exactly, Daniel, ironically, Old yeah, Testament that's Daniel, I was, that's like, what I was thinking. He, he had a vision of what happened when Jesus ascended into heaven. And here's what he wrote in Daniel 7, 13 to 14. And behold, with the clouds of heaven, remember Jesus was carried up in a cloud. A cloud Mm -hmm. took him out of their sight. And behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. What was one of Jesus' favorite titles for himself? Mm. In fact, maybe the favorite title, son of man. And he came to the ancient of days, which was a really baller way of describing God. It is amazing. It's one of perhaps like the most epic descriptions. So he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So you remember right before Jesus ascends into heaven in the gospel of Matthew, we read that he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So like this is the timestamp right this here. This is it. That's the moment where all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so when he ascends back into heaven, the father gives him the kingdom, yeah. in other words. And this is a little bit of a, um, I can't remember, I must have been talking to maybe Colin Rieger about this, the scene way back, like probably a year or so ago. Yeah. But, you know, talking about like, well, why did this have to happen this way? And thinking about the fact that Jesus, by his death and his resurrection, you know, Paul would say in Romans 1, Jesus was vindicated by the Spirit in his resurrection. So mm-hmm. like, in other words, after he had accomplished what he had been sent to do, he was, for lack of a better term, proved worthy of the name that is above every name. Like that was bestowed upon him. He was like, yes, like Jesus has done what the father asked him to do. And you get this scene. It's almost like as if in heaven where the angels are roaring and, you know, Jesus like enters back into heaven. This is the first time he's come back into heaven yeah. since he left to and be incarnated in human flesh. Yes. And the angels have never seen this before. And you get this like oh, this picture of them like roaring like Peter says the angels long to look into these things which is really crazy to think about. That is so cool. And you get this scene of like Jesus appearing in heaven again with the sons of God because that's something that happens right? I mean the book of Job Satan appears with the sons of God and you get this scene of Jesus appearing there the angels roaring that yes he did it like Christ has done it. He has proven that he is worthy of the kingdom and the father's like I give this all to you. This is your dominion that all people's nations and languages should serve you 
and at the name of your at your name every knee should bow whether in heaven or on earth and that means that he's done everything he said he would do and he is reigning right now yeah which is the i think the most massive implication of this which means that when we say jesus ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father we are saying that jesus is reigning right now we're yeah. not saying that jesus is going to reign in some far off time that hasn't happened yet we're saying that right now christ is on his throne putting his enemies under his feet as if he was crushing serpents on a victory march that's paul first corinthians 15 he must reign until no enemy is left and the last enemy to be destroyed is death mm-hmm. now the author of the hebrews points out that as of yet we don't see everything as under his subjection but everything is what do you what do you mean by that so this may be a poor analogy but it's the one that most quickly comes to my mind you think about like at the end of a war we'll take the civil war just as an example <laughs> okay at appomattox courthouse in april of 1865 general lee surrendered on behalf of the entire confederacy mm-hmm. to general grant and the union the union wins the confederacy is lost and there are going to be massive repercussions as a result of this right of course but just because now the union for lack of a better term reigns again right like that moment effectively they really do reign it's not a matter of oh well there's going to be some future moment when the union wins the union won right but not everything appeared that way immediately right like there was still work to be done to make that reign, so to speak, realized fully. In fact, in some ways, you could probably argue we're still like working out the implications of that to oh, this day. Oh yeah, I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't that recent. Of course, it made headlines for many reasons. But um, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Had no idea what Juneteenth meant. Mm-hmm. Did not know yeah. anything about it. But like right. quickly understood that it was like okay. It, it literally took that long yeah. for Texas yes. to hear you know to hear about all the proclamations happening on the other side of the country. Yeah, of course, in that era. So yeah, and that so, makes a little more sense. Yeah, and it's that kind of a thing. It's like. Like, Jesus is reigning, and, like, there's no question of that, but we don't see everything as under subjection to him yet, okay. much in the same way. And that actually ends up being, huh, in a really mysterious kind of way, for lack of a better term, sort of a picture of his mercy, too, because... If he were to do that, that would mean that all other opportunities for repentance are over for the people who don't yet believe in him. Like yeah. once he once he actually does that, your chances are up. So there's this sort of what Peter would say is this kind of a uh, mercy and this delay in his doing this. And, and here's the other thing about this that is kind of mind-boggling to me, right? I talk to a lot of people who, I mean, they say things like, you know, woof, like the world seems to be in an awfully bad state to say that Jesus is on the throne right now, <laughs> doesn't it? You know, like, oh, like, look at the world. It's terrible. It's things my, are awful. It's not my favorite year. Right? Yeah, no. And like 2020, like, woof, especially compared to years gone by, been pretty crazy, <laughs> pretty not great year. But stop and think about this for a few moments, all right. Yes, we hear a lot of bad news because bad news sells. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think actually in our day and age, fear and bad news probably sell better than sex. Yeah, but I think so. Yeah. Honestly, no one's asking us. Apparently, though, no one's asking. You know, it's okay. Right. And there is certainly still evil in the world, no doubt. There is still disease. Yeah. All these things are real. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very real, and we do need to talk about them. And it's helpful, I think, to acknowledge the fact that the God, the little G God of this world, isn't quiet or passive in his death throes. Right. Like he he knows Christ is reigning, that he has been defeated. Mm-hmm. The other thing Paul says in Colossians 2, Christ triumphed over and humiliated the rulers and authorities mm. by the cross. There's just nothing stopping him from throwing a tantrum. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, going out loudly in his death. Right. But all of that is to say, really stop and think about how much better the world has gotten in the past 2000 years. Oh, yeah. Really think about that. Yeah. Think about how many diseases have been conquered. That like, I mean, constant people were just constantly dying of diseases all the time in <laughs> yeah. 
massive scales for most of human history. <laughs> yeah. And now today, a large portion of the world, we're not constantly worried about yellow fever or the black plague or measles or anything like that. I mean, how many diseases have been eradicated by vaccines? Yeah. Like, how is that not evidence of the fact, yeah, crisis raining, like phew, diseases, they're going down. Mm-hmm. They're going down. Like, mm-hmm. yes, okay, coronavirus is a real thing, but like you think about- We're not studying leeches to solve it. So no, that's- <laughs> we're not. Like, we're like, oh yeah, like it's actually realistic that scientists, and here's the other thing is like, I don't know how many of these scientists believe in God. Don't know. Or Jesus, they're, they're Christian, but it is actually possible that they could discover a vaccine that could eradicate this mm-hmm. this thing. Like, that's possible. That is possible. For like the first time It's not like we're history. thinking like, oh, pandemic, like, Black Plague level, like, oh, we're all just going to die, I guess. (laughs) Guess Everyone's going to die by 30. Yeah. Like, how amazing Mm -hmm. is that? I think of how greatly the definition of poverty has changed throughout the world, right? Now, I'm not denying that there are places in the world that are still, like, desperately, sinfully poor. But think about how much the definition of poverty has changed and how large a portion of the world is... Like, I mean, just in America, mm-hmm. like we've redefined what it is to be poor here. Oh, yeah, it just for, looks completely different. And I mean, think of how safe we are compared to ages gone by. Like, I am not worried about Viking raiders every month <laughs> coming to <laughs> pillage my land and take, maybe kill me. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, I know that maybe not everyone sees it this way or or it's not the viral point of view compared to the very sellable doom and gloom. Yes. But like, just to see life a few decades ago, let alone a few hundred years, like we were talking about about this, the Civil War about, yeah. I mean, most of our basic first world amenities are like an extravagant luxury. They are. I mean, and and some of the most meaningful quality of life advancements are less than 100 years old. Yes. Just, I, I could go on and on and on. I realize it's not the article. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but I mean, it is a result of Christ's reign on the throne, I think. There are, in the majority of ways, things are getting better, mm. actually, over mm. the course of the centuries. In some ways, yes, they are. there are things that get worse, mm-hmm. in some ways, sure. But I mean, you think, here's a really weird thing to think about, air conditioning and heating. I mean, just think about that. It's actually my favorite invention. That you can get in your car or your house, I and mean, wherever you're going to spend a significant amount of time, basically other than when you have to be like outside and, you know, the weather outside determines what the temperature is. You can determine what your house feels like. You can do that. What? Yeah. I mean, you just think how wild that is. Really you're happy about that. That one. you're not like, oh, like, well, you know, it's going to be a hard winter. We're probably going to die. <laughs> like, no, like we like can Based actually on how good your crops were. Yes. Oh, and like even like think about like coal. Oh yeah. Back in the early 1900s, there was a massive coal strike. I don't think a lot of people know about this. That like in Pennsylvania in particular, the coal miners are like, we're we're not working. Like unless you like something gets better in the coal mines. Right. And winter was coming around. And people are like, the whole East Coast is going to die. Like, if we don't have coal to heat our homes, that's not even a thing anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Just all these things that have gotten so much better. The country almost broke down into another civil war over that, basically. Like, I mean, like, the National Guard was mobilized to, like, almost be like, if we can get this solved, you're going to have to go in and take over the mines and, like, get people working. So, I mean, all that is to say, think about how much better things continue to get. Yeah relatively speaking. And uh, I just think that that is amazing. And granted, I understand this is not spread across the whole world or anything, right? Sure, it hasn't. Sure. But I mean, think about how much of the world this kind of thing has spread to. Think about how large all of Europe is. I think about places like America and Canada 
and I just all the Japan, I all these yeah. places. So many, so many powerhouse nations lifted from what we would consider misery now, and just a few hundred years ago was the norm. Yes, and that people go from these nations and try to help developing nations to get to that place mm-hmm. where it's like not like, well, we gotta like you know hoard all this development for ourselves. <laughs> like we want to teach you how yeah, to like, do this. Like let's help you get water. Yes, Let, exactly. You know, let's like, let's help you to stop like pooping like you know like out in like a field randomly. You know what I mean? Like all these like things that you just don't think about until someone comes along and it's like, oh, hey, no, there's a better way to do this that'll be great for your society. That's just amazing to me. This is the kind of thing that happens. And again, I think it's unchristian to deny the real suffering and pain of the world. That's true, obviously. too, because, I mean, there are many places that are still suffering. Oh, yes. I mean, most of the continent of Africa, mm-hmm. like, is in, they're just, it's not a good place right now. Like, I mean, just as far as, like, government, you get a lot of corruption. Of course. The people can't necessarily help it that their exactly. dictator is slaughtering, you know, however many people. So, I mean, it's unchristian to deny that. But by the same token, I think it can also be very unchristian to, like, it's just very ironic to me that, like, Christians in America are, like, constantly be moaning like oh the world is just going to getting hell in worse. A yeah it's like over and over it's like <laughs> i mean have you actually thought about oh yeah so many things i'm not worried about killing me yes exactly <laughs> exactly it is it is it's amazing you know i just think it does more for us to express thankfulness to god for the good he has given us and for the ways it has gotten much better mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah i think that's a good point you no know? we're very fortunate we're obscenely yeah. fortunate and we are and these things are we should be extremely grateful for yeah you know, like who's to say we weren't born in cambodia right Right. right now. And that's, in, you know, just the other end of the spectrum. It's like at Horizons, we see that. Yeah. And like, okay, we have to do something to help that. Yes. Because they don't experience the kind of protection, basic level protection that is absolutely normal to our children. Yes, so. exactly. And all of that is to say Christ is king, you know, so... That's what the ascension means. And here's the other little thing. That's not little, but here's the other thing to (laughs) ponder as we draw this to a close. Christ's ascent means that he carried his glorified human body into heaven. That's so wild to me. Right? And like he wasn't transported up there like Elijah in a chariot of fire with like a perishable body that was eventually like, oh yeah, like you're not going to be able to keep that, bro. That's, that's Sorry. Too. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, rats. <laughs> Jesus ascended by all appearances of his own power and glory. And what that means is the son of God, the eternally existent son of God, who at one point, it's weird to talk about it in those terms. I don't, that's probably metaphysically technically not accurate, but like there was, there was a stretch of time. I don't know. This is weird to talk about. Had a time. He didn't have a body. The Son of God did not. Yeah. And now he does. And he will, for the rest of eternity, he will have a fully human body and still be fully the divine Son of God. And what that means right now is that he can and does pray for us as a human being. Uh, It means that when Satan stands to accuse us before the heavenly host, he stands in our defense to say we're pardoned. That means that he is physically able to sympathize with us when we cry out in pain or during testing or when we're hungry or tired or thirsty. And it means that one day he'll be able to wrap his arm around our shoulders and say, I'm so glad that you're here. I've loved you for as long as I can remember. And I'm so glad that we get to see each other face to face. You become everything I dreamed you would become. Like that is all just so awesome to me. Yeah. I have a a little bit of a tangent question to close this out. Yes. I noticed in some of the previous articles, the conception of this creed, it seemed to be as though they were trying to correct faulty thinking 
or flawed mm-hmm. theology or just yep. like heresy in general. Mm-hmm. Are we doing that here? Was was the this the inclusion of this article like whoa people are like going off the rails on the ascension? Mm-hmm. Is, is something like that apply in this scenario? Yeah. So that is a great question. As far as the specificity of that, I don't know how specific it would get, but the church was addressing multiple issues, as you pointed out. You had a large group of people who were saying Jesus was merely human, right? So like mm. that's all he was. Like he wasn't actually. So that would suggest what once dead is dead. Yes. And then you have another group of people who were saying like, well, Jesus didn't actually have a body. Oh, okay. That was an illusion. Oh, that's Um, right. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the ascension, what you're implicitly affirming is no, that wasn't an illusion. He actually carried a real body into heaven and he is going to be fully God and fully man for the rest of eternity. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that's a great question. As far as the actual specifics of that creed and addressing those specifically, I don't know how specific that got, but it would have kind of countered those predominant heresies for like the <laughs> like yeah jesus isn't actually any of these things like mm, bet yeah so, yeah there we go you send it into heaven see it at the right hand of the father good stuff yes it is very good well we do hope you enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. and that it was helpful to you today and uh, if it was you could leave us an honest five-star review yeah, share if, it with your friends you know if you like french toast let us know if you, yeah, if you don't, if yeah, you don't definitely let us know because i need somebody in my corner <laughs> that's it ethan needs some backup in his lonely lonely corner <laughs> and if you do have questions about that or you want to shoot us your french toast thoughts send us an email podcast at horizonschurch.net or interact with us on social media thank you as always for listening and we'll catch you next time mm-hmm.